Fellow knowledge seekers, I hope you've had a chance to check out the Waterline podcast on iTunes and your Android app. And if you checked it out, please give it a good rating. It's a wonderful podcast. Water is one of the biggest driving forces of life on Earth. It's been incredibly influential in human history from the time we were hunter-gatherers looking for fresh sources of water to the uh, uh, agricultural revolution and building bigger and bigger cities eventually having plumbing uh, the way that it changed sanitation uh, irrigation and what is the what's the future of water are we going to have enough of this stuff how can we make more clean fresh water i just listened to a very interesting episode alchemy turning milk into water sustainable water management this episode is all about this very candid conversation about water coffee industrial practices sustainable value chain and social responsibilities with uh this man carlos uh galli who Uh, whose job it is to make sure that the biggest food and beverage company in the world is leading a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. Incredibly important stuff. You guys are into science. You guys are into learning, caring about the world, caring about our future. This podcast is for you. Check out the Waterline podcast on iTunes and your Android app. A little bit of a different episode today, guys. We're going to be talking weed. All that's uh, uh, you know, it's a big thing, a big part of our culture, and it's a ever ever shifting and ever growing enormous business, especially in Colorado where I recorded this, and I find it fascinating. And I think the future of cannabis is very very bright and interesting especially as someone who doesn't doesn't partake as much as you would probably think i i really like that there's all of these different options for people at at different levels and matching individual differences and that's why i wanted to do this episode today and thank you so much i have such an exciting week coming up thank you for so much for the support on on patreon those of you that have already pledged um, some uh, a monthly contribution like i said uh, this is where the first little bit is going i have a ton of projects as as you now know and a bunch of other things going on but I'm I'm starting filming my documentary next week and I might not need it for this upcoming week. We have like a whole big film crew with fantastic cameras and everything, but I want to get a little 4K GoPro camera and uh, which isn't that expensive, but it's just I, I all my money is tied up in making this podcast and um and my my other projects and I just don't have more to give to other projects without a little bit of support for you from you guys so i really do appreciate it i'm recording a ketamine treatment probably right around the time this episode comes out or the day after um i'm doing a, a legit you know real scientist researcher we're going to be interviewing for uh, him for it as well and and i'm, I'm going to be in his uh, you know some medical office it's just i'm I'm really hoping to see kind of the legitimize things and get people thinking a little bit differently about 
psychedelics and we're probably going to have a little bit of crazy fun as well but i have a whole bunch of stuff lined up um like that starting starting this week i might be doing a sensory deprivation tank and filming that this week we're we're definitely going to do that at some point and i already have all of the i already have the place have past past guest uh with float on if you remember that episode Jim, the owner of Float On, who I had on, um, is going to be letting us use his facilities for recording some stuff for the documentary at some point. So thank you, and check out Float On in Pasadena, which is, uh, I'm not saying this because he's helping me out, but it is the uh, the best float. It's the world class. It is the gold standard by which all other float tank businesses are measured and uh i'm not saying that because he's supporting me i found him because i knew it was the uh, the top one in the country anyway i believe the world and um so i'm just tied in with all of these interesting awesome people uh that a, a lot of this is is kind of kind of taking the here we are podcast to the next step too and getting into maybe doing some documentaries so if you want to support that, because recording a podcast is uh, is it costs money, but uh, but I can manage that with my pay. I'm now making documentaries uh, is a little bit uh, beyond my resources, and and so if you want to uh, if you want to support my other projects, you can always go on to Patreon. Uh, no worries either way. This is a free podcast. Uh, it's for you. I want people to be informed. I love doing this podcast. So no guilt trips or anything. I'm just letting you know what other things that I have going on. And I'm just so excited. Uh, and this is going to be awesome. I'm going to be recording the Psychedelic Science Conference uh, in a couple weeks and lining up tons and tons of guests. From We're especially going to focus on getting a lot of the foreign guests that will be harder to get um, at other times and yeah i think we're going to really be off to a great start i think by maybe even by may we we may even have uh, we're kind of debating exactly what to do but we may even have a little um a little teaser or a couple clips uh available for you guys to watch by may we'll see um no promises there uh, we're, we're we're unsure of of what we're um, going to be able to release, but I'm working on doing something like that. So you guys can get a better picture of what I'm putting together. I think it would be fun. Um, and so if we can do it without spoiling too much or anything else and have, uh, we will. So anyway, I'm so tired today and scatterbrained. I'm, I'm in, uh, Nashville at the moment and just went through a whole ordeal and had to go back for and spend a bunch of time with the family, so I'm a little bit uh, out of my mind at the time that I'm recording this, and then just still busy, busy, but all all, uh, all wonderful things upcoming, and so just wanted to thank you once again, and thank you for uh, listening to the Here We Are podcast on the Laughable app. Uh, if you haven't already, check it out. It is fantastic, and um, I've, I've gone on and on about it already, so that's all I'm going to say on this episode and i'll talk to you on the backside about some upcoming gigs some upcoming episodes and some upcoming guests i'm uh i have some more exciting news so stay tuned for that
Are we? Yes. Where are we? Here. Why are we here? Not entirely clear. We are misfits thrust into existence by random chance with no hints at all as to how we're supposed to make sense of it all. It's immensely bizarre. Here we are. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Here We Are podcast. I have a very, uh, very special, interesting episode for you guys today. We might be talking a little chemistry, which I've been shying away from on this podcast for some time. Chemistry is something that I know nothing about and uh, and something that I uh, worry because it kind of terrifies me trying to talk about it. And uh, I remember chemistry class in high school boring me to death, but I have something that I think that everyone will be interested in. We're going to be talking a little bit about the chemistry of uh, drugs today. So that's a little bit more interesting than the the uh, chemistry class that most people are taking in high school. And so how I have this discussed today is a very interesting story. I came through Boulder to do um, my uh, good trip tour uh, a few months ago. And afterwards, I met this this, uh, this guy who comes up to me this and introduces himself as uh, the CEO of this company, Lucid Mood, Charles Jones, who's joining me today. Thank you, Charles, for joining me. And he comes up afterwards and he's, I think you were in like a tweed jacket or something like that too. At the t- you were looking very like professorial at the time. <laughs> and, and, and you came up and, and had some sort of rap about, uh, <laughs> about your company. And it, it was very much at the time, my, my impression of it was like, so I've, uh, I've figured out how to get all of the side effects out of, uh, out of marijuana and only the, and highlight the positive effects. And, uh, and I was interested, but at the same time in doing a now a hundred plus city tour with this show, I hear almost after every show, someone tells me, wants to tell me about how great their source of mushrooms or like whatever they're, they, everyone has some sort of rap about, oh, you haven't had this LSD? Oh, you have to have that. That's the best. And I'm kind of like, I take it with a grain of salt, right? So I have your card and um, one of your employees gives me one of your uh, little vape pens. And, uh, and I'm not much of a, I'm not much of a weed smoker myself. So what happened was a couple of days later, I, I find uh, the, this card in this in this vape pen that I'd kind of forgotten about, and I was like, ah, oh, this is the guy that this is this is that fancy pants guy that says he has the, the this miracle uh, weed. I'll I'll give it a shot. What the hey? And I have a couple puffs off of this thing, and then uh, and then a little while not long afterwards, I was like, what? is this stuff and then i had a little more and i was like oh my goodness this is one of the best highs i have ever had in my life and then i called you shortly after and i was like i was like charles this is shane moss um and i think you're going to be a billionaire (laughs) can you please tell me uh, uh your background one more time because i completely ignored you the, the, the first time around and so um and so i i told you then that as soon as i could i wanted you on on the podcast and so here i am back in boulder and you're uh I'm I'm here in your office, which is insanely busy right now, getting getting ready for uh, a big new um, all, all sorts of new production um, 
opportunities it looks like and and you were lucky or I, I was lucky enough for you to give me a, a little bit of time um, to tell me about the uh, the finest um, the the finest uh, high that I've ever had and how it happened um, so thanks for joining me one I actually have another wonderful story about your product which maybe we'll we'll space out a little bit so I'm not just talking for 20 minutes before you get a chance <laughs> to say say a word um, but but uh, I uh, tell me tell me a little bit about your background and how lucid mood came into being uh, so I'm an independent cognitive scientist and uh, for the past uh, dozen or so years I've made my living um, developing leadership development programs for Fortune 500 companies and serving as an executive coach. And um, a, another parent uh, gave me a call, and she was very concerned about her 17-year-old son who was smoking marijuana, and she had read things like, um, you know, that if you smoke during your teenage years, you could lose up to 10 IQ points and something like that. And she was just very concerned. She said, you're a scientist. I know that you use cannabis. Can you do a little research for me and tell me whether or not, in fact, this is true? And I said, I'd be delighted to. I'll, I'll get back to you. So I started digging into the peer-reviewed research on marijuana and uh, became fascinated by not only the studies on THC and what it did, but also um, what some of the other cannabinoids that can be found in the plant did and how some of these could be used to mitigate some of the more, what you might think of as negative side effects of THC, such as memory impairment and paranoia and social withdrawal and uh, whatnot. And um, I actually never found the answer to her question in any kind of definitive way to advise her. But when I sort of surfaced from this mini research project, which was uh, a week and a half later, this idea had formed of, hey, we distilled out the ingredients of marijuana and combined it in some unique and original ways, we might be able to create something that gave you the sense of elevation without any of the sort of stupefying effects of marijuana, if you will. And um, uh, brought together a team and we gave a shot at it. We pulled together the materials we would need and we went for a test run. And like you introduced it, for us it was the most enjoyable cannabis experience any of us had ever had. And most of us were had 20, 30 years worth of cannabis experiences to compare it with. And uh, we got super excited and uh, formed a company and brought this product, Lucid Mood, to market. That's, uh, that's amazing. What, what, what was this team that it comprised of? How did you go about assembling this team? Um, well, I knew I needed... Uh, someone who understood manufacturing and production. And so I reached out to a friend of mine. I, we go to Grateful Dead type concerts together. Uh, we had actually met at Red Rocks and he had offered me a chocolate when I ended up getting a seat next to him. So we became fast friends. Um, and uh, uh, his name is Dave Georges. So he was my first phone call. Um, I then knew I needed an organic chemist, so I started attending events where I thought I might find a marijuana-friendly organic chemist and found a young man named uh, Jacob Haas and had a couple other people on that original team, and we were able to pull together the ingredients we needed 
and uh, give it a test. Um, so, so there's four different kinds, and by the way, there's one of them that I that is not my favorite. Um, but the focus one is not the focus one is is works too well for my tastes. In fact, <laughs> um, <laughs> what, like like what you just find yourself tunnel vision or whatever yeah, task you're in a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we 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 tease people if uh, if you want to clean the house, reach for energy. Uh, if you want to clean the house with a toothbrush, add some focus to the energy as well. Yeah, definitely. I would say if I were going to do focus again, I would have like a quarter of a puff of it and <laughs> see where that goes <laughs> first. Um, I, I, I found myself getting caught in some thought loops here and there, and uh -huh, like overly uh -huh. focusing on things. But but what are so what are the uh, what are the four kinds that well, uh, we, that we, you offer? Currently? We currently have four kinds: so energy, focus, uh, bliss, and relax. And what they all have in common is this elevation without stupefaction. The um, and they vary depending on the mood or kind of attentional state that they put you in. And uh, then later this year, we'll be bringing out some additional moods. Um, Can you? Sure, share, sure. Is it spoiler sure. alert? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, one called relief, which will be for um, any kind of chronic pain relief. Wonderful. Uh, one called sleep to help people get and stay asleep. Um, and those we are, we have those formulations in testing right now. And then we also expect to be able to bring out um, something to support people who have mens menstrual cramps, as well as one we call party, uh, which actually we have that formula pretty well dialed in as well. And it's very fun and energetic and sociable. It's, uh, it's well named. Uh, and we're also working on arouse. Really? Yes. I've never heard of marijuana as an aphrodisiac. I, I mean, I guess I get I get two in my head, um, but I guess that's what you're hopefully taking out of uh, of. Uh, yes, yes, we're, we're using sort of the side effect free moniker to be. Um, what would you not want to experience when you are? say looking for some energy or relaxation or arousal yeah so so break those down so so when you get one of these what what kind of a feeling can you expect uh, a little more specifically from each one of the four that are that are currently out well there? um relax so, was probably my favorite Re yeah. rela relax and bliss um definitely well bliss and energy are bestsellers and uh bliss is that almost traditional kind of shit-eating grin you get when you're on marijuana, when you're sort of on a heavy indica, but there's no heaviness. So we kept kind of the blissful shit-eating grin feeling, and we took out any of the heaviness or the couch lock or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's just you're, you're, you're content, you're happy, you're appreciative of what's going on around you, of any kind of beauty. Um, it's It's a bit of a kind of uh, a little bit of a laid back experience. Um, relax is uh, also very popular, uh, particularly for people who um, have any kind of muscular tension or stressed out or some anxiety. It just kind of cuts through all that. Um, some people use it as an aid to help them prepare for sleep. It doesn't make you sleepy per se, but if you've got some tension or anxiety that's getting in the way of you falling asleep, it can be very good for that. Well, that's what I noticed is it would relax me without um, 
and I'm just all about relaxation um, anyway. But uh, so um, I, I clicked with that one very well. But but it also it relaxed me without making me tired, and the bliss made me like really goofy uh, without making me stupid. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. I one of my biggest um, things about marijuana is I, I just feel I just feel like it slows me down a little bit like alcohol um, certainly probably makes me even dumber than like in the act of, of uh, when I have too much of it or whatever I might do stupid but at least I don't like feel stupid in the, in the moment <laughs> whereas, <laughs> whereas whereas with marijuana your metacognition is intact and you know you're behaving stupidly yeah, yeah. whereas in the alcohol you don't even know you're behaving stupid <laughs> right right <laughs> which I guess I don't know which is better but for me for me I'd rather I'd rather if I'm if I'm just gonna let loose I'd rather let loose and be completely completely oblivious to the fact now, that now I'm, I'm curious have you have you tried mixing the bliss and the relax i know i'm sure that i did um because i ended up uh getting all four um from you as a um i'm very diligent with my research for my podcast <laughs> and so um I I know that I mixed all sorts of combinations. Um, I I do remember. So the energy was nice because it did it it was an energetic high without uh, without a lot of the paranoia. Um, without any of the paranoia, I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. say without any yeah. of the paranoia. Yeah. Um, and and so my so uh, I actually. Oh, I wonder if I'm allowed to say this. Um, hmm. you can edit it out later. Yeah, I can always edit it out later. <laughs> um, so I went to, uh, I met my girlfriend's family for the first time and I happened to, um, I happened, <laughs> I happened to have, uh, some of your pens with me and her, her brother, um, I already know quite well. And so I offered him, uh, a pen while we were kind of sitting around and explained that you know that i i gave like your spiel as best as i i i was like well it's um it's all of the positive effects of the with none of the a chemist has gone in and figured out the, and, and and i gave the whole pitch and and so then he gave it to um their sister and then her sister was like you got to try this or whatever to her dad. And then next thing you know, there's like all of these. So it's, it's uh, a bunch of people in like their, their sixties and seventies that haven't smoked weed in decades. And all of a sudden they're all running around. I remember her, her, uh, her uncle was like, hi dad, here's my new boyfriend. (laughs) He brought some great trucks with him. Uh, Yeah, exactly. I was like, Hey, what are you doing? You can't tell everyone that I brought these drugs. I really thought her brother was throwing me under the bus. Well, it ended up being like, uh, so, so next thing you know, like everyone's like dancing and having a great, it, it changed it from like this whole awkward, like uh, hard to get any good conversations off to the ground to everyone, everyone just having a great time. I remember her uncle was like pulling pictures off the wall of like uh, you know like a collage of childhood pictures and like bringing them in and being like hey look this is louis when he was blah, 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 and like saying like some joke about it and then like ha, 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 and then he, running off he's like i'm gonna go grab another one let's see what else we can come up with and i'm like and he was just like 
that's all of a sudden like this 70 year old man was just ecstatic with joy and uh and being very silly and everyone was just having a riot and everyone was like this is the best christmas we've had in years <laughs> and it was all because uh, of your, uh, uh, all because of your product the um the particular mixture of cannabinoids that we have in lucid mood is not only does it kind of ameliorate the social anxiety or awkwardness that a lot of people experience on marijuana but it's actually very pro-social mm-hmm. it actually decreases social anxiety not unlike how alcohol decreases social anxiety mm-hmm. and um so we get this report a lot that people feel very undefended and friendly um, when they're on lucid mood. So what's happened? Like, what what uh, can you tell me? Kind of specifically, um, are you doing to uh, to get these effects? What are these um, What are these various? What are they called? Tannins? Uh, well, there's so cannabis, unlike you know alcohol. Um, Whatever kind of alcohol you get, there's just one active ingredient, and that's the alcohol chemical. That's the alcohol molecule. Marijuana is quite different in that um, it's comprised of several cannabinoids, of which THC is probably the you know the best known. CBD is probably the second best known, um, and many terpenes. So oh, the terpenes. Di- the, that's the word I was looking for. Um, so when people go to a dispensary and they say, well, I'd like uh, an indica because I want to relax or something to help me sleep, they'll reach for an indica. Or if they want to be energetic and do something during the day, they'll typically reach for a sativa. This sativa indica distinction is what what the difference between different strains is primarily a difference in the terpene profile, what terpenes that particular strain is high in. Um, And sativas tend to be high in uh, a number of terpenes which are energizing, and indicas tend to be high in a number of terpenes that are relaxing. And so we simply extracted out some of those more relaxing terpenes that you'd commonly find in indica and put those into our uh, relaxation, our, our relax pen, um, and likewise, took the terpenes that are responsible for the energizing effects of sativa and put those into our energy pen. And that's kind of been our, um, the difference in the different moods are primarily a difference in what terpenes we put in and leave out of each of these pens. And then the base cannabinoid mix is primarily a one-to-one ratio of THC and CBD. And the CBD... Wait, wait which mix is that? The the cannabinoid mix. Oh, yeah. okay. So we're mixing cannabinoids and terpenes together. Um, all four of these particular moods share the same cannabinoid mix, which is primarily a one-to-one ratio of THC and CBD. And then there's some other trace cannabinoids that we add in. And uh, but the CBD has a it mitigates the memory impairing effect and the social anxiety and the lethargy and tiredness that many people experience either when they're on marijuana or as it begins to fade. So as a result, we've been able to produce an experience that people describe as very clean, it's very clear, and when it's over, which it has a very kind of short duration, hour and a half to hours later, you don't even remember that you were high. You don't have this kind of hangover or leftover feeling 
So you could do energy, go for a run in the morning and feel sober when you get to work. You could pull out the focus pen and share it with your colleagues to do some brainstorming and then again, feel uh, completely sober again for lunch and get home and sit down. I, I like the, the idea of being at work and trying to sober up in time for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I really got to be sober. But <laughs> we're going to get high as a kite during work and then hopefully get sobered up in time for those drinks at lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's if, fun it's, job. if it's, if it's not impairing right, and right. it's uh, supporting no, you staying on task and being productive and creative, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still, I mean, all sorts of people are taking Adderall and all sorts of ridiculous uh, things as cognitive enhancers. Um, I, uh, it, it's a, it's a brave, uh, brave new world. The, the future is very bright for um, marijuana. This is exciting. I, and right now, this is only in Colorado uh, that your product is available. Uh, the product's currently available in Colorado. And uh, next month, it'll be available in Rhode Island and Delaware. And we expect to announce partnerships that will bring the product into additional states very soon. Um, that's wonderful. I, uh, how do I get stock in your company? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, we are currently raising a seed capital round right now. If you're a credited investor, you can invest. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's it's uh i i think uh i think you're gonna do well for yourself i think you're gonna do real well how long have you been available in in colorado we launched on thanksgiving this past year oh really yeah so it's really quite new because so, i was i met you like a week after that something exactly like that. well actually i think the pen i gave you was black it wasn't even branded it was before we got it was before it was in production mm. so someone that uh who's who's kind of a life is now very much tied to a lot of uh, the kind of various legislatures and laws and what's kind of happening with various movements around the country. Uh, do you monitor all of, all of that pretty closely when you're when you're looking at what kind of states to approach next? What are what are your feelings of kind of the general uh, temperature right now? Well, I think everyone in the cannabis industry had a, a bit of a scare when Jeff Sessions, who is on record as believing that marijuana should be in the same, thought of in the same category as a drug like heroin, for example, which anyone who has tried the product or has um, done their research knows that cannabis is nothing like heroin. Yeah in terms of its risk-reward profile and everything else. So having someone that did not understand uh, what the plant was with a stated intention to do everything in his power to shut it down was frightening for, yeah. for people in the industry. Um, uncertainty is not good for business, or certainly not good for businesses that already have a certain amount of momentum in the marketplace. That having been said, the genie's not going back in the bottle, and the states that have legalized marijuana and particularly have tied uh, the revenue that keeps their balanced, uh, their budget balanced to taxation of marijuana um, are going to resist like crazy. And uh, with a Republican-controlled White House and Congress that, at least in theory, respects state rights, um, I think many of us were optimistic that nothing would go very far in that direction. Um, then you had an announcement from uh, Spicer saying uh, 
that the intention here was to leave medical marijuana alone, but to treat recreational marijuana differently. That was certainly of concern to many of us um, because states like Colorado, since uh, legalization of recreational, the number of dispensaries and the volume of marijuana being sold in in recreational outlets as opposed to outlets where you must have a medical marijuana card in order to purchase the product, um, it's it's grown tremendously. So that would certainly be something that would be uh, difficult for the business or California on the verge in 2018 of adding recreational and Oregon effectively dissolving the distinction between the two and making everything recreational. These would be points of concern. Mm. So, you know, my latest take uh, reading the tea leaves, the comments coming from the white house and other places is, you know, we've had a hiccup, we've had a bump here, we've had a scare and things are going to go back to, the expectations they were before the election. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that's the case. Um, well, so uh, one thing that that bothers me a little bit is is why why would any state be against medical? And, and I guess maybe it's because they don't take medical seriously, or they think that the medical use gets abused, which I think is like from that side of it. I don't think it's a illegitimate concern. It's just that. From my point of view, I'm like, well, who cares? It's just a, a way around people being scared of nothing. But if if a uh, if a state is pure medical, does that mean that a product like yours that you would be still be able to sell your full line, just that they would need a medical card to get it, or does that mean that you'd only be selling your say relief uh, product, or would every state be different? In the states that we've looked at, um, what medical only means is that. Someone needs to have a medical marijuana card in order to go into a dispensary and buy a cannabis product. Um, but after that, there's typically no restrictions on the nature of the cannabis product or mm. any kind of demonstrated efficacy to treat a particular condition. What about the the shipping uh, of it? How does it? How can it, it? So, if you're starting in Rhode Island, do you have a separate kind of manufacturing plant in Rhode Island? Then exactly. So, so the business model we've pursued is one very similar to Coca Cola's business model, which is we do the research and development, the branding, and then we ship all the components to a manufacturer, except for the Schedule One substance which can't cross state lines. So in the case of Rhode Island, we ship the disposable vape pen and the slurry of legal cannabinoids and terpenes. And then our partner in Rhode Island adds uh, THC to it, puts it into the disposable vape pens, and then puts it on the shelf for sale. Hmm. And that's a model that's easy for us to replicate. It has some elements of a franchise kind of a model essentially we become a branding and IP licensing company operating completely legally Hmm. and working with uh, partners to provide them with everything they need to provide this experience, uh, this product to their customer base. How many dispensaries are you in in Colorado? Uh, We're in about 34 dispensaries as of last count. And um, we have, uh, We've just started ramping up sales. Uh, this last week, we hired uh, four independent um, business development reps to go into dispensaries and produce interest in our product. And then those folks put those dispensaries in touch with 
our manufacturing partner here in Colorado. Hmm. That's uh, I, I mean, it's this. This isn't unlike what happens with alcohol or anything else. It's just. Uh, it's just weird wrapping your head around being you know having lived a whole life where this substance was so illegal and and so demonized it's interesting and very exciting to see it going these same kind of uh routes as as everything else well it is and it's been fascinating to me to see kind of the normalization living here in colorado i moved here about seven and a half years ago and my entire life i had uh, you know, consumed cannabis, but it was always, in fact, we didn't call it cannabis. Then we called it marijuana. We called it pot, you know, just renaming it cannabis as part of the whole rebranding, if you will, of, uh, of the substance. Um, and when I came up with the idea, I initially had a lot of resistance to moving forward with it because it's like, well, wait a second, I'm a executive coach in corporations. I can't, have anything to do with cannabis and um the immediately the thought that came to mind to me is remembering when i had um done some consulting to seagram's uh earlier in my career and it never once occurred to me that i ought to be ashamed of the fact that i was consulting to an alcohol company and um you know by almost any measure marijuana is a much safer drug than alcohol and uh so why should I be ashamed of that? Well, it's because I've been hiding that I do it or I'm involved in it for all these years of my life. And it took me a while to actually get comfortable with the idea of, you know, hi, Charles, uh, what do you do? Well, I'm CEO of a consumer packaged good company. Oh, really? Uh, which one? What kind of products do you do you market? And, you know, <laughs> three or four questions later, I had acknowledged that it was a cannabis product. Um and now I don't feel any hesitation about doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I went through a similar path with, uh, with doing my psychedelic show, being very nervous about kind of outing myself. For, it, it is funny that, uh, I mean, I was just thinking about this the other day. If, if you were, I have a joke about uh, where I kind of act out trying to explain what alcohol is like to an island full of people that I've never heard or uh, of alcohol or seeing a drunk person and just how ridiculous it would it would it would seem but i was just thinking about this the other day and this isn't part of my act but i i was i was just thinking about seeing like someone in that situation someone from that island seeing like coming to the united states and seeing um I, I'm, I'm from a city with the most bars per capita in the entire United States. And there's the cross Wisconsin. They have this third street area. That's just, uh, I think there's a hundred bars, a uh, hundred and four bars on it or something like one street. And, um, and you walk down on a Friday or Saturday night and it's just, it's insanity. And, and to see if you saw a hammered person not knowing what alcohol was, if you saw someone stumbling around like that, you'd be like, this person Call is... Call 911. Yeah, this person is in uh, having a very serious medical emergency. And then they start like throwing... Like, oh my God, what is happening right now? Someone just throwing up in the street? That I, I mean... You you would think there was like uh, uh, they needed an exorcism or something like that, and uh, and this is just the norm in all our culture. We see that like well that he's gonna regret that tomorrow, <laughs> but you don't see stuff like that on on uh, uh, marijuana. My my regrets are like oh 
I hope I didn't come off awkward last night, <laughs> whereas my regrets with alcohol are too numerous to to uh, to even talk about. So, what what do you think the the future with with marijuana is? You're you're kind of just. I mean, this is a very this is a very new company, and um, although your product is amazing right now, it seems like you're kind of just getting started with with this stuff. You you think you have all the chemistry down now, or or is there it, you must you must have a vision for um, for some more possibilities of of what can be done? Is there going to be a memory enhancing mar- marijuana coming out eventually? Sure. Well, actually, your your scores on some uh, on the typical um, short term memory and memory retention skills um, will go up on focus. Really? Yes. That's been tested. Yes. Really? Yes. I'm surprised. Wow, that's amazing. I I mean, it definitely. Uh, so, my observation with focus was that um, what was definitely that I, I felt it was like people's memory was too good where they they wouldn't in a social setting uh i, I think well i never did focus we, and like sat down and worked see had i done that yes. i would have gotten the benefit from it instead yes. people were doing it like in a party yes. situation and then they couldn't they like couldn't get off of a topic Yes. Like they would keep on yes. revisiting this topic yes. over not, and not, over again. Not in the same like drunken, broken record kind of way, but you could see it just like uh, affected them a lot. Like not, you know, just like it, it, it was just heavier on there. It was just really stuck on their mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, uh, we, we toyed with um, calling that one immersion for a while because you sort of just lose yourself in whatever you're doing. The people that really like that one... Um, People enjoy any kind of repetitive sort of task, uh, like swimming, as an example, or, you know, wanting to stay on a very particular topic or playing a video game or something like that. Focus is very enhancing for a social situation where you're at a party and you're shifting from this person to another and you need to shift gears quickly. Focus is a train wreck. Yeah. Right. It's I, I wouldn't recommend it for for yeah, that. You're yeah. gonna end up like in the corner, pinning someone to the wall, and just talking on one topic for hours and hours with them. Right. Right. Uh, and and uh, um, so yes, you have to find w- the right one for the right. W- once yeah. once you realize that these uh, moods have been accurately named and produce a predictable and reliable effect, then it's like, you know, how would I most enjoy using them? So like energy and bliss is very fun for going out with your friends as an example and focus plus bliss is amazing for listening to music and uh, bliss plus relax is great for watching a movie or tv or just melting into the couch so you know i think the only one that the only two that don't mix particularly well are relax and energy uh you kind of feel like you're being pulled in two different directions <laughs> yeah, at the same yeah. time that makes sense Oh, that's interesting. Do you, do you have on your on the website, or, or do you have like little guideline thing? So, so if someone's at a dispensary and they're checking out Lucid Mood, do you have little cards with some of these guidelines? We with do some of the combinations that are good for you. Do like specific, like just we, like you said, we do. So this is a little trifold brochure that we created to share with uh, bud tenders. And uh, folks that are walking into dispensaries. And the favorite part for most is this 
suggested pairings. I uh, can I can I read these? Sure. Um, or we could take turns. Um, this is hilarious. Girls' night out, bliss plus energy. Why do you say that? Ah, uh, the bliss. You know, you're 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 happy. You described it as a uh, little goofy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then energetic. You feel like dancing. I get that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Dinner party. Why? Why bliss for a dinner? You're just a little sillier, a little goofier. Well, um, so the terpene blends that are in these formulas, to, uh, most of them have a physiological effect as well as a psychotropic effect and so bliss actually improves appetite so you do a little bit of bliss before dinner the food just tastes you just appreciate it that much more so uh, that's that's part of the rationale for that and then and then date night in this is like watching a movie with uh with uh, by the way i am taking this so that uh so that i know exactly how to use your product um from now on i'm hoping you get into washington very soon and and uh oregon because I, i'm spending more time there and california did you mention california in the uh, we, we, we have it. we have some things working in the works okay yeah, great. not great, ready great. to announce yet but yeah so so why is bliss good for date night just because you can sit around and be goofy and like play uh i play board games and like watch movies with with my lady a lot it feels like it'd be good for something like that i like the the focus plus bliss it says golf fishing etc like you get it <laughs> focus plus <laughs> so so this is like um focus plus bliss so now focused focus. enough to like focus on a golf ball but bliss enough to enjoy a nice sunny day yeah exactly what what were you gonna say about focus so focus uh is a bronchiodilator as well um so if you're doing any kind of i don't oh, know what that means it means that uh, you just are are breathing better. Really? Yes. So you'll you have the the focus vaporizer and you'll breathe better. Yeah. So if you do that with some energy and you go jogging or hiking or working out, you not only get the sort of energetic effect and the focus to stay on tact, task, but you also get. Uh, uh, you know, you're you're breathing deeper. Your your lungs are more full. All right, I'm gonna start putting this stuff to the test, um, and uh, abs- I will uh, absolutely. I'll, we I'll, I'll report back. We um, we did uh, 600 observational studies um, before we released the product to make sure that it would produce the predicted results and um, and that they were repeatable. What kind of st- how how did the studies work? They worked from uh, everything from. Uh, having people fill out forms and then uh, do one of our formulations and 10, 20 minutes later, fill out the form again in sort of a formal kind of setting, everything to, um, you know, a party with, uh, you know, being asked questions at the end. Uh, we also attempted to, you know, trick people and um, we'd put the relax formula in the energy pen and uh, we'd see how, ask people if the, name resonated with them and they'd say no i don't <laughs> yeah i don't feel energetic right and, now uh, uh so well don't know. don't you worry about that in the manufacturing process I'm, I'm sure there must be some sort of quality control at the end of it just to make sure that you you didn't get the uh the um bliss when you went to get uh focus you sit down with with what you think is the focus pen to get some work done and then you end up uh being goofy for a couple hours yeah, our the, um, the world. Uh, our manufacturing executive um, has really created a uh, foolproof system 
for manufacturing the product with those kinds of checks and balances in place. We just had a question pop into my head. What What is happening right now with the um, regulatory system of monitoring? So someone goes to a, a shop to get, um, you know, whatever. Lucid mood. Yeah, lucid mood or whatever product. And it says on it that it has uh, X percent um, THC, whatever, however much uh, CBD, however much THC, whatever the ingredients are. What regulatory system is in place to um, be monitoring that? Because I've read some articles about some some states kind of not having the... Well, here in Colorado, we have a uh, very uh, strict and detailed regulatory system, um, um, a seed-to-sale system. So you could actually go into a dispensary, buy a cannabis product. You will, on, on the packaging of the cannabis product, there'll be a label that gives you a breakdown of the laboratory testing results, which are going to tell you what the primary uh, cannabinoids are in, like THC, CBD, CBN. The percentages will be listed on that, as well as um, you know certification that's been tested for you know pesticides and fungicides and things like that. And then you could actually take the batch number, go into a system called Metric here. And you could trace the origin of that product right back to the individual plants that it came from. Mm, that's so incredible. It is. It's, it's pretty awesome. Are other states following suit? Uh, Oregon, Washington, yes. Uh, California, there really are no clear regulations mm. in most places. Um, you know, so, uh, but that will be something that they gain to some extent when, as as recreational is legalized and as the guidelines come down from there. I mean, you'd think for for the uh, satisfaction of your of your customer, you'd think you'd want because that's that's a little bit of my frustration in um, in California is so I like edibles. I I actually don't really like smoking weed that often. I like vaping, lucid mood, and that's about it. Um, and but. Uh, but the edibles are often, I'll get one thing that says it's 10 milligrams and another thing that says it's 10 milligrams and one doesn't affect me at all and the other uh, is is like almost too much. And um, and it seem, and it's just like a different brand. I actually, um, and, and maybe like 15 or 20 milligrams would be a little closer to uh, that, that variance. But I actually was in... Uh, at my friend's house the other day and he gave me in in Colorado here and he was like here do you want a uh, you want an edible it's just 10 milligrams and I was almost like I was almost like well I should either ask him for two or even why bother because in California the usual brand that I get 10 milligrams isn't going to I'm not going to feel anything um and I was like well whatever I'll just have it and I got really high off of it um because it was <laughs> because you guys actually have to check your things whereas uh in California they're a little more loosey goosey with it I wish that that were the case everywhere and I think that uh I think that it would be it would be much easier to get laws passed and everything too if it was if if you can go and show like look this is exactly what people know exactly what they're getting yeah, I don't know. I, I've always been concerned about how kind of loose California is with some of the 
because I think that uh, medical marijuana is a very legitimate thing. And to have someone like dressed up in green outside of this like quote unquote medical facility and kind of making it look like a joke seems like it was doing like a little bit of a disservice uh, to, to uh, moving the movement forward. And so I'm, I'm happy that there's more professionals kind of getting involved. Um, do you guys, uh, are you guys planning on selling uh, edibles in the future? Uh, not at this point. At this point, we're really focused on... Oh, um, there's bound uh, to be some bad news at some point. A, this. Uh, <laughs> really providing people with something they... Um, you know, uh, people love are... We call these sippers. And uh, they love them because they're, they're convenient. They're discreet. They don't... Um, uh, they, they don't smell, knock you out all day. Either. They don't knock you out all day. They don't. Um, they they smell like aromatherapy. They don't smell like marijuana at all. Um, so, you know, it really appeals to a professional, thoughtful um, audience. Relax and bliss, unwinding at the end of the day. Bliss and focus for concerts. Eh, I can see that. Um, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. If if you want to dance, add some energy. But the bliss plus focus for enjoying music. I see a lot of live music, and it's amazing. Focus for a book club. Now I got to join a book club just to try out this uh, this experiment. I'm going to I'm I'm going to be running a number of studies on myself, and I'll be reporting <laughs> back um, to you and the audience. <laughs> Getting ready for bed, relax. When in doubt. Uh, when in doubt, bliss. I like that. I think bliss was my favorite. Well, I don't know. Relax and bliss were definitely my two favorites. Which one did you like the taste of the best? I don't remember. I, I remember the, the taste being like enjoyable, and I didn't really, I didn't really get it like a big kick out of the taste. I was uh-huh. just like, oh, uh-huh. those you know, uh-huh. taste good. Just enjoy. It. <laughs> a lot of other people uh, commented on the flavor and and how good it was, but I just, uh, I care about the feeling more, uh-huh. and more, yep, more yep. than the taste. I, I, I mean, the taste is just a few seconds and the yeah, feeling yeah. Is, is half an hour, hour, right? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was more uh, intensely focused on how my focus was feeling. <laughs> um, uh, so how many, uh, how many people, how many employees do you have at the moment? What's, what's the team look like? Um, we have five employees. Five employees? Yes. This is good. I think you are going to be doing a lot of hiring really soon. I think this. Uh, is we don't be... think so. We, really, we, the whole way we built the business model is we grow by partnering with other firms right. who, in turn, do the manufacturing and distribution. But I want to know what the sales pitch is like when you go into a dispensary. What? Uh, how, how does one go about? Uh, because I imagine this is. Um, like I know I have some friends in, um, in Portland that are growing their own weed and whatnot. And, uh, I have a friend that has their own dispensary, but, but I have friends that sell. So you just go in with these pamphlets. Oh, well, typically the sales pitch is we, we start by saying, hi, this is uh, lucid mood and it represents a new category of cannabis product. It's, um, uh, <laughs> we refer to as side effect free. We have found a way to eliminate the negative side effects and typically at this point, you get some audience participation and the, the buyer, the bud tender will say, well, what do you mean by side effects? And, you know, does, does, does that mean you don't get high in this? Oh, no, you get high, uh, but you don't become lethargic or tired or hungover or anxious or paranoid or socially withdrawn. You don't have trouble remembering or thinking. You don't feel out of it or dissociated. It's not confusing or disorienting. 
it's just a uh, light, bright sense of elevated well-being. You have a sense of, of being high. The other benefits you may be looking for in marijuana, such as pain relief and, and whatnot, you, you get. You just don't get these sort of negative side effects, which 76% of regular cannabis users experience on a regular basis and are the reason that three out of four people who try cannabis decide it's not for them. Yeah. Um, so we've eliminated those. And, um, and so, and then it's available in the consumer's choice of, of mood. And then the, the conversation usually shifts to, um, at this point, the dispensary owner or whatever will say, you know, we have people coming here all the time who, uh, they're brand new to cannabis and, um, they don't want something that's going to wipe them out for the day or make them paranoid or, or feel uh, particularly heavy. It sounds like this would be a perfect product for them. And we say, absolutely. Exactly. We designed it for them. We designed it for the boomers that are returning to the scene. We designed it for the busy professional, uh, someone for whom, um, they want to get high, but they want to stay functional and sociable. They want to be able to can, you know, have a conversation with their kids or with, their parents or, you know, with their loved one, whatever it might be. Yeah. I remember when we, when I called you on the phone, I was like, I don't even like weed and this is amazing. (laughs) And, and you said, that's a pretty common response. It's, it's, uh, it's, um, a good high for people that normally don't like getting high in the traditional sense. Yes. Yes. We've had very good success with, uh, um, with those folks The I think the biggest surprise for us is, um, you know, think of a bud tender in a Colorado dispensary. It's typically someone who's in their twenties, maybe their early thirties. Um, this might be someone that takes three or four dabs during the day, you mm-hmm. know, and in a sense, lucid moves almost like the anti dab. And, uh, so our assumption is that these bud tenders wouldn't like our product. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out that Many of those bud tenders, they, they love weed, they love the experience of it, or they're using it for some medicinal purpose, but they're troubled by one or more of these side effects that we've eliminated. And some of them become, you know, fans of ours. That's awesome. I, this is the, this is the first time I've had like a company or a product on. This is an unpaid. You aren't paying me to be here uh, right now. I do want to say that. I don't sell ads on this show. Uh, well, well, but we'll, this is, we'll slip you some lucid mood pens at the yeah, end of the interview. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Full, full disclosure. I am going to get some pens out of this. Well worth it. Um, and, uh, but, but yeah, this is, I just, I, I just think it's so exciting what can happen because, I think this is this is one of the big drawbacks if if I am you know if I'm trying to be as fair as possible to the people that are scared of marijuana or legalizing marijuana I do think that uh the biggest concern that I would have is that people don't know what they're getting is is that people don't know what to expect is that people don't know the proper uh <laughs> I mean things like dabs to me are like completely insane <laughs> the idea of of uh, of not knowing what a dab's going to do like oh sure i'll try that and then uh, i actually passed out once after doing um wow. some some hash oil not realizing how potent it was going to be and it's the only time i passed out in my entire life um and uh, i th- i didn't think it was working so i kept on hitting the thing uh it's just like in a pen um and and so 
I, I think that it's incredible that now you can know exactly. I, I mean, I think CBDs are going to move the the uh, marijuana movement a long way, just in mm-hmm. kind of in terms of legitimizing it. I wish that my my grandfather was doing CBDs instead of uh, the tremadol and whatever else that mm-hmm. he's on for mm-hmm. his many hip and everything else kind of a pain. Uh, and, and by the way, just before I was just curious, what is CBN? Um, so. Uh, CBN is another cannabinoid in the plant and um, uh, CBN is a uh, when THC is exposed to ultraviolet light it breaks down into CBN Um, so if you have some weed that's been kind of sitting out in in a baggie uh, on the shelf in the sunlight and you notice that you feel a little bit more tired than you did when you first bought the weed. That's because some of the THC has converted to CBN. So CBN can be actually very useful in as a sleep aid, as mm-hmm. an example, helping people to, to get to sleep. Um, so in Colorado, part of the rationale for revealing, uh, for testing for the percentage of CBN in the product is if there's a high percentage of CBN, it tells you that the source weed may have been um maybe old or have been exposed to uh, uh sunlight after it was harvested hmm. well this is all uh this is all very exciting and interesting stuff i wish i wish you well with your uh with the company's uh, lucid mood everybody if you are in case you needed another reason to come to colorado uh which is already one of the coolest state i'm thinking about moving to denver actually um it's one of my favorite places and uh and lucid mood is a, is a very good reason name it again so there's uh there's colorado there's uh rhode island uh-huh yes delaware and delaware yes. and then a few more coming hopefully. yes yes many more coming many more coming all right well thank you charles jones uh for for joining you're me very today welcome shane Moss. such a miracle wonderful product and uh and i can't wait to uh try out my payment uh <laughs> <laughs> after this all right thanks and thank you guys uh for being such a wonderful curious audience so as always, we remain ad free though. Uh, we we plugged the hell out of Lucid Mood because because it's a wonderful uh, wonderful product. But uh, that is a non paid advertisement. That's just me endorsing a thing that is making the world a better place. But speaking of making the world a better place, we always have each guest plug a charity of their choice. So Charles, uh, what what charity did you have in mind? I'm going to plug maps.org. Um, and uh, so... The ni- sponsor of my tour. And in 1984, Rick Doblin uh, had a vision um, of uh, turning MDMA into a prescription drug that could be used to treat people with PTSD. And I think they're doing amazing work um, and really fighting a good fight to take... MDMA, which has been maligned by the government and placed into Schedule One status, uh, when there's now uh, overwhelming evidence that it, combined with a very simple form of psychotherapy, is the single most effective treatment for treating uh, post-traumatic uh, stress syndrome. Um, so I'll I'll plug them. 
Awesome. And if you uh, happen to be new to the show, um, we've had uh, Rick Doblin on the show before. You can go back and listen to that. We've also had uh, uh, several several other. Uh, we had the MAPS communication director and, and some of the researchers as well. So you can find out more through them. And I'll be at the uh, Psychedelic Science um, conference this April, which is like the uh, kind of Olympics of, of uh, psychedelics. It's uh, once every four years, and it's the who's who. Uh, I'll be co-headlining their first comedy gala with uh, Duncan Trussell and myself and a bunch of other awesome acts. And um, so you can you can go and check that out if you're anywhere, um, if you're thinking about being near Oakland in April 19th to 23rd, something like that. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it, what Maps does is absolutely amazing. So please check them out and get involved and donate. And we'll talk with you next week. Next week on the program, another live episode. It's the first one-on-one live episode. It is in Austin, Texas, with Professor David Buss, returning guest. You can go back and listen to us talk about his um, book with co-author Cindy Meston. And um, why women have sex. That's an intriguing title. Uh, <laughs> some people want to know about that. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, David's newly um, re released or new edition of his book, Evolution of Desire. Uh, David Buss and I have been friends for probably a couple years um, before the podcast even started. And he's he's uh, one of the best. This, this book is... Um, one of the books that that really got me obsessed with evolutionary psychology and biology in the first place so um i definitely uh hope you can uh hope you can check it out but um if if you didn't hear um it, it's not uh it's not necessarily a requirement to hear um next week's episodes cuz in the live ones we don't dive quite as deep uh try to make them a little more fun um but uh so it's not necessarily a prerequisite to listen to them in the last one but it was a great conversation if you haven't heard it you might as well um and then i have oh, i wish i could tell you a guest that i have that i've been trying so hard for so long to get on the show and i just can't say but it's supposed to be it's all locked in i just don't want to sometimes things happen and people have to cancel and uh but anyway i'm i'm just really excited about a lot of things going on right now and kind of getting caught up on episodes i'm i'm hoping um that i can keep having new episodes in the bank uh even throughout the next intense few weeks of shooting this uh this documentary that i'm starting um, and so that's everything that, uh, that I have going on in the very immediate future. And then I have a million other things going on. And I think that, uh, I think you guys are going to be, um, really, really happy with, uh, with my various new projects and improvements that I'm making to the here we are podcast. So thank you so much for all of your support. Those of you that listen all the way to the end, you are my favorites.
Hello, I'm Kyle Ayers. I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it. And here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right. Scarface, the new frontier. Interior, happening discotheque. Remember when we call clubs discotheques? <laughs> LOL. The 70s were crazy. Night. The crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. <laughs> There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff. <laughs> oh, my God. Scarface, 22 to 45. <laughs> like he's a television audience demographic? Devilishly handsome. Not even a little bit Italian looking, so get that out of your dumb brain. Walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Yin Yang Twins. Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. Why would, he even, why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype and that he has come for his cocaine as he approaches the red rope of the VIP pronounced V-A-P-E in Spanish he spots his dear friend who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film smooth skin Scarface yells out his signature line ciao Bella it's me Scarface oh my 